Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show. We are live today, as always, brought to you by Softball Spirit Magazine. Check it out at www.softballspirit.us. And by Swivel Vision Training Goggles. Check them out at www.swivelvision.com. It is getting, we are getting ready to start tournament season and tournament time in college softball. And coming up, I will talk with the head coach of the Concordia Irvine Eagles, head coach Crystal Rosenthal. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show. The camera's going to go on both people. If you're in those big moments and the winning runs on base and they're throwing it, they hit a base at the outfield and it's the center fielder throwing it to the plate. Either the GOAT's going to be the center fielder who missed the throw or the hero of throwing them out. Hey, Coach Mike Lucie. Coach, welcome to the show. It's always good to have a celebrity in town. Now, welcome to Lafayette. Welcome to Kansas Dutcher. Glad you're here. That game is like a boxing match. We, we are like two heavyweight you know, boxers in the ring. You're going to give a blow, but you're going to take one and you got to give one back. And you just got to stay on your feet until you can get that knockout punch. If you drink a Yoo-Hoo and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. And now it's time for your host, Jared Rogel. And welcome back to TCRS, the Coach Roadshow. Really quick, I want to remind everybody our new Twitter account for uh, Blake and Abby here at TCRS is actually TCR Show. That's TCR Show. And that's how you can tweet to us anytime during the show, anytime after or before the show as well, any questions that you might have for our guests coming up. Um, but joining me right now to talk about the Concordian Irvine Eagles is the head coach of the Eagles, head coach Crystal Rosenthal. Coach, welcome back to TCRF. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be back. So, Coach, let's jump right into this. You know, this is the, not the fourth, consecutive season that your team finishes on top of the GSAC conference. Um, you know, let's just start right there. Four times in, you know, seven seasons, that's got to feel pretty good for you. You know, it is, uh, it is extremely rewarding this season. And, and because this is our last year in the Golden State Athletic Conference, it's kind of a bittersweet um, thing. It's been a great conference to compete in. So for me personally, a main goal was to win on our on our last year, which is exciting for us that we could do that. Um, it just kind of shows some sustained excellence over time, which is you know a product of really hard work by my staff and some fortunate recruiting. But this one was definitely a tough one. We experienced um, you know quite a bit of just normal adversity, some injuries, and just the daily things that come up. And the conference was extremely competitive. So I'm really proud of this team and proud of the effort they put in this year. Coach, I want to start right there and talk with you about that because this is something that I talked with uh, Lonnie Alameda about um, this past week, and I, you know, and I talked to a couple other coaches in this same situation. What do you attribute the long-term sustained growth, even before, you know, your time there with the Eagles? What do you attribute it, attribute it to the most? Just long-term sustained 
um, you know, excellence in that program overall? Well, I think probably number one is I've had a very consistent staff. So I've worked with two of my coaches all seven years that I've been here, and I think um, not only are they fantastic coaches, but it's given us a sense of um, just a consistent standard for my kids to know kind of what they're coming back to. So I think that's been really probably my number one reason, and, and they're amazing people and great to work with and extremely loyal to me. So I think that's been a huge thing. I think second, the university has really um, blessed us and given us the resources we've needed to have to succeed. And then I would say third and, and least but most important is we've been really fortunate and recruited not just great athletes but great kids that have really bought into what we've what we've really tried to build here. And I think making the program bigger than yourself and really setting high standards for yourself, and I think that has been um, probably the biggest reason. It hasn't mattered if you've come in as a star or you've transferred from a big Division One program or you've come as a walk-on. I would say the majority of the kids that have played here for me in the last seven years have really given me the best they've got, and I think that's what we've what we've seen so much success from. Oh, Coach, one of the what were some of the and we had you on previous to the season starting. And I know we talked about expectations. Every coach has them. If you don't, you're in the wrong business. Um, <laughs> comparing where your team is right now to those expectations you had coming into the season after the fall part of the season, where do you feel that this team is right now? Well, um, I would say they I don't probably surpass my expectations, and mostly because we had um, a couple serious injuries in our pitching staff. Um, luckily, they're healthy now and ready to compete for the postseason. But we were without our um, number one or two pitcher for quite a bit of our season. And so, if you would have told me that was going to happen and that we would, you know, end up forty, you know, forty six and five and win our conference for the fourth straight year, I probably would have told you that you were crazy. But the thing about this team that they have really showed me over time is that they're extremely resilient. They are very hard to distract. They don't get rattled really by outside things, and they've improved every day. Um, it took us a minute to find the starting lineup. We're, we have a very competitive team, and it seems like once we settled into that, about a week later, they kind of just found their rhythm. And, again, I mean, it's even hard for me to rattle them, so I think that's going to lend well for us in postseason. They get up there. They take quality at-bats. doesn't matter what the score is. Um, pitchers make great pitches, and if they don't make a great pitch, they can kind of get themselves out of that. So, I would say we've probably, if, if you would, in the beginning, I'm telling you our goal is to win conference. But then after some things happen, I was thinking, well, uh, we'll see. But they, again, they they really surpassed really what I thought, and came out and had probably one of the best offensive seasons any of my teams have had here in the past seven years. So it's been really exciting to watch. So, coach, with that said, and and you've talked about injuries a couple times now. Obviously, a team does not accomplish what you all have if people don't step up when they're called upon and, and softball more than any sport just due to roster size really comes down to being able to step right in and accomplish big things for your team when you're called upon, no matter what level you're at um, year-wise. Because in softball, there really is no freshman. There really is no, you know, sophomore, right. junior, senior. Everybody has to be able to perform at their top game. 100% of the time. So, with that said, who are some of those players that, you know, once these injuries started, you really counted on to step up and which ones showed you that they're going to be strong players for you for a while? Well, I'll start with we've had a, um, a freshman that was elected a player of the year in our conference, Ryan Ferguson, and I think offensively she kind of moved her around from the leadoff spot and then down a little bit and then back into the three spot. She came up with some huge hits, a um, couple walk-off hits, 
she had a fantastic season up to bat for us. Um, I think in the in the circle, a freshman, Grayson Harvey, um, really carried the load through the mid part of our season. Uh, Brittany Magoo, who's our number one senior kid that was a returner All-American from last year, missed about three weeks. But previous to that, she pitched, you know, more than her fair share to get us through the preseason and into our first part of conference. But really, I mean, and I think something I mentioned to you when we spoke before was we had a really deep team, which was really fortunate for us. And I can, I have to tell you, and I know a lot of coaches say it, and it sounds cliche, but we've had so many kids in different games step up that it really hasn't – we don't have, like, the traditional superstars that we normally have, just two or three kids that just stand out. We've got 12 kids that really have had such a great season and really in their moment have shined for us. And I think that's what's made this team so dangerous. One through nine, it's hard to get my team out because consistently they come up and take great at-bats, and they've been able to perform in big situations for us. So I think it's been a really collective team effort. And you mentioned uh, Ferguson there. Uh, you know, when when you were looking at bringing her into the program, what were some of the things that, that you may have seen when evaluating her yourself or some of the things that your staff might have passed on to you when they were evaluating her that said, hey, this kid could be something really special for us? And for well, I think him, first and foremost, did you think she would be in her first season? You know, I, I have to – uh, be honest and say yes. First and foremost, she's uh, a good-sized left-handed hitter with all the tools that you need to hit for power. She's got good speed, a good athlete. Um, but probably the first thing I noticed about her was her ability to take a great at-bat and off of whatever kind of pitching she was facing in that particular travel ball season. Um, played on a high-level team and competed against the best and consistently could hit any type of pitching. Um, so that was the first thing. And then the second thing is just overall she's very athletic and very motivated herself. She's a great student. Um, she does more than exceptionally well. She's a great young lady. So what I really liked about her as I got to know her more is that she really is interested in excelling in every area of her life. And for me, that means when I get you on the field, you have pride in yourself, which is going to last you a lot longer than me, you know, thinking you're a great player. She comes and works every day on that swing, on her game, and, I mean, it. yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me. It always surprises me that a freshman can handle that through the course of a season, but in terms of her skill, I mean, we lucked out. We lucked out in our entire freshman class, to be honest. We really lucked out with them as athletes and as, as people as well. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show, talking with Concordia Irvine Eagles head coach Crystal Rosenthal. We'll be right back after this, and we're going to get into breaking down the GSAC Conference Tournament. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show. A member of Team Canada Softball, Caitlin Lever. Caitlin, welcome to the Coach Road Show. Thank you very much. So many times nowadays in athletic, we just celebrate the victors, and we don't realize really the victors are sometimes the ones who have put their heart and soul into an endeavor, and maybe they did come up short, but you know what? They learned some valuable lessons along the way, and then later on in life, it's going to serve them well. How is Yoohoo not on every household shelf? You go drink a Yoohoo today, and you tell me you don't like it. If you drink a Yoohoo and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. Now it's time for your host, Jared Rogel. We're back here on TCR's The Coach Road Show, again brought to you by Swivel Vision Training Goggles and Softball Spirit Magazine. Coach, let's first kind of look at these standings here. Um, your team finishes the regular season uh, third overall in the nation, 20-4 and four in conference, and 46-6 and six overall, of course, holding that number uh, number one spot coming into 
the GSAC Conference Tournament, which you all are, are going to be hosting. First of all, how does it feel to be hosting that tournament? I mean, it's awesome. It's it's great to give our seniors one more chance to play on our home field, and obviously we're very comfortable here, so it's a nice feeling to know we don't have to go far from home to, to get to this next step. So, Coach, let's kind of look at it. Um, let everybody know, you know, if you know at this point, who will you be facing and kind of, you know, what your thoughts are on on that and how you kind of match up with your first opponent. Well, there's actually another – we have what's called an unaffiliated group, which is uh, adds another conference to our conference tournament. And so we have um, a team called Simpson coming from up north. They'll play William Jessup in the first round. To We will play the winner of that game. Um, I don't know too much about Simpson this year. Obviously, we played them last year. Um, William Jessup, for us, has been a tough matchup. They have a really good freshman pitcher as well um, and a couple of really – couple kids that can really swing their bat so for us it'd be interesting to watch that game and kind of see how it goes either either team is going to be a great matchup for us and to be honest you know this is our fourth year in this tournament this is the most competitive group I think that is here so every game is going to be a a total grind Um, and the pitching styles are quite a bit different on each team so that's a challenge always to get ready for what you may face and you don't have a lot of time to prepare so we've been working hard the last three days trying to get them a little look at everything we possibly could see um but we'll have to wait and see who we play in game one. And we'll let everybody know kind of these games and, and kind of layouts, and we'll tweet out a link um, again on uh, TCR show right after we're done, um, a direct link right to the GSAC uh, website. It's got all the games listed, but um, Ural's first game is tentatively, and we have to say tentatively because, Coach, you and I both know when it comes to tournaments, especially – these games never run on time. So we'll say no, your, they first don't. Game is, <laughs> so your first game will be tentatively scheduled for Thursday, April 30th at uh, 4.15 uh, p.m. And, again, that will be the – you'll get the winner between uh, number five, William Jessup, and number four, Simpson. That game will be um, at 9.30 a.m. start time on uh, April 30th as well. Coach, kind of some of the uh, talk about some of the other teams that that you have seen possibly, or some of the team other teams that are going to be in this tournament, and kind of where you match up against them as well. Well, uh, Biola is the number two seed, and they've got a really strong uh, pitcher who's got great velocity, so um, she always presents an interesting matchup for us. We don't get to see a ton of that throughout the year. Um, and they've got a good team, and then Vanguard uh, swings their bat pretty good. They were really hot in the beginning part of conference. We were battling with them. Um, so that's always it's, – it's kind of been a rival for us throughout the last seven years or so. And then San Diego Christian, who um, last year had a fantastic year and got some really good playoff experience. So, and, you know, uh, um, not that we don't have something to play for, but we've got the automatic berth to the opening round, and everybody else is fighting for one. And so I, I know for everybody else it's going to be, you know, urgent time, and they're going to give us their best shot, which generally we seem to get anyways from people their absolute best shot. Um, I'm really looking forward to starting the postseason because, as you know, it's hard. It's different when you get to postseason, and learning how to win is hard. And so this, for me, is a first step to help my team learn, like, this is what it's going to take if you want to get to the next step. And with that pressure on you and kind of your season on the line, so to speak. So I think that's exciting for me because we're going to get tested, and that's awesome because that's what I want at this point of the season. And I'll let everybody, I'll let everybody know, too, uh, Biola has the number two seed. Their first game will be Friday, May First at 9:30, um, San Diego Christian and Vanguard 
are the sixth and third seed, respectively. They will play at approximately 11.45. And then, of course, Coach, as you mentioned, you'll have the winner between number five, William Jessup, and number four, Simpson. Um, GSAC tournament running Thursday, April 30th through Saturday, May 2nd. So, Coach, and this is a, you brought up a very interesting point there, and, and we've asked, you know, Coach Alameda as well as uh, Coach Studeman this question. And it was a fan question we had emailed in a couple weeks ago for uh, Coach Alameda. Going into the GSAC tournament, knowing that no matter what happens, you're going into your, – your, your season continues, basically, no matter what happens here. Does that change the way – that you coach the tur- the GSAC tournament, or if it and if it does, in what form does it change how you coach? I would say no, it doesn't change how we coach at all as a staff. I think it, the work goes in starting in the fall, teaching your team that every game um, to respect the game. First of all, every game and every opponent is capable of beating you, um, and you've got to give your best effort every pitch. And so I think laying that foundation. My team at this point now knows, you know, and we talk about it all the time, winning is a habit. So if you allow yourself some room where you say, hey, it's okay, and we don't need to win this anyways, that's a dangerous place to start getting to. So I, I always say if you respect the game and you respect your opponents, you're going to do your best to compete. You know, it's just like the NBA at the end of the year. People are talking about, you know, losing so you can get a draft pick. And, I mean, I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm really interested in that because I'm thinking <laughs> please lose, right, so we could get a draft pick because we're so bad. Um but, man, I, I can't imagine coaching like that. I think it's a disservice to who you play. It's a disservice to who you are, and I would never want that for my team. So we're going to go out there, and I'm going to coach like this is our last game, every game that we play, and that's the kind of effort I'm going to give my team. Now, on the strategic side of, of things as far as that goes, how, how do you – do you change anything around strategically as far as players you may play a lot or, you know, kind of talk about that a little bit? Um, I think the only the biggest thing in postseason is really getting in the conference tournament is getting to see my pitchers in a pressure situation to know that if if they can handle it moving forward. Um, Stevie Goldstein is back and healthy, so she's a senior. Brittany Magoo is a senior, so I've kind of seen them. But to get to see my freshmen um, and to get to see my two other kids that didn't pitch much in the postseason would be something I'm interested in in testing out if the time is appropriate, and I think it can help us because um, you never know how someone's going to react. And then again, to keep an eye, we've got. I don't want to say a revolving designated player, but we've got a freshman that's hit there most of the year and to see how she does. Um, and just to kind of see if they're, you know, get a couple older kids some at-bats that have participated, just because you know in one spot you're going to need somebody, and if they haven't had any experience at it, you're going to be in some trouble. So we'll try our best to do that so that we can establish some sort of rotation to get ourselves into the opening round. Now, Coach, after this, you all will host the opening round. So, again, that's gotta that's gotta be great just for you know again for those seniors in particular knowing that hey we are gonna be able to play another round and, and have a lot more games really to look forward to here on our home field in front of our fans. Yeah, I think so, and I just think it's a credit to them, and I think that's you know I encourage them to work so hard, and again our school resources us so well and puts in a bid to host. Um, we've got a nice facility here that enables us to do that, and so I'm grateful for that. But just that's why you put in the work, so you can get the rewards of, of having the honor to host. And I appreciate the NAI selecting us again. Um, but it is awesome to sleep in your own bed, not have to fly out somewhere, and to just play on your home field You know, as many times as you can before the year's over. I think that's the goal every year, and, and fortunate for us we get to do that again. And that opening round will be May 11th through the, through the 13th. 
Uh, Coach, what are, with, with that said and, and looking at that, not, not only at the GSEC tournament, but also that opening round, as the host head coach, what are the biggest challenges for you? Well, to be honest, and most coaches can probably understand, having my field and my my cage open for everyone all the time, I'm very really protective, and as my staff is over my grass, um, so that part's challenging. And then just the, the schedule of it all, and being here quite a bit because you know it is your field, and you want to be a great host, and just making sure you're providing the things that make it a great experience for all the student athletes that are a part of it. Um, so that's kind of a challenge. And then there is added pressure, right, when you are playing at home because of the expectation is, well, you should win, you're at home. Well, sometimes that works out, right, and sometimes it doesn't. So I think those are the two biggest things. But really it's the advantages far outweigh the disadvantages. And so uh, we'll take it at home as many times as we can get it. And i, I got to imagine, and, and as you just mentioned a little while ago, the biggest advantage is probably the one where you don't have to – go to the airport and get on a plane and fly somewhere and you all can sleep in your own beds, correct? Yeah, and I just think the unfamiliarity, you know your field, you know you know the dimensions, your outfielders know where the fence is, they know where the, the foul territory is. I think that for me is probably the biggest advantage. And then just the, the confidence you feel of just being, you know, you're, we've got a lot of local kids, so we get a good fan base. You know, their friends come out and get to watch. And so I think just those comfort levels are awesome. And, of course, I don't really love flying. So any time that we can stay off of a plane, it's great. And if we get the chance to get on a plane to go to Iowa, I'll be grateful for that. But I don't love flying, so I'm good staying here. Hey, I, uh, Coach, I got to tell you, I always, I always tell coaches, don't tell me they like flying. You may not like flying, but you got to love the frequent flyer miles after you, these seasons over and you look at your account. <laughs> Amen to that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Coach, any uh, any closing comments? I'll give you a final word here before we take off for the day. Um, no, I just really appreciate you having me on. It's been a great year for Concordia. We're looking forward to making this transition into the Pac West. Um, hoping that we can go out and have a really positive postseason. We've enjoyed our time here in the NAIA. It's been a great place to be. But you know, we're looking forward to the future and hoping we can go out here in a bang. Coach, actually, let me let me compound on that if I can and add to that. Next year, you all will be making that that jump. What do you see as the biggest challenge ahead of you as you head into this next uh, next part of the program's history? And have you already started uh, scouting out some of the teams that you're going to be facing in, at the next level? Yeah, fortunately for us, there's a couple teams that came from our conference, um, Cal Baptist and Azusa, so we kind of are familiar with them, and then we've had a chance to go watch a couple games, so I can just have an idea of kind of what we're competing with, um, you know, and done our homework a little bit. I think the biggest challenge for us is just going to be just the management of our roster because we're working with a different scholarship system now, so learning how that all works and getting, you know, the right kids at the right place um, with the right scholarship money, I think that's a growing process for us. But in terms of the players, I think I mentioned last time, we'll recruit exactly the same. I'm going to go after the best kids that I can get and and be as competitive as we can be. So we won't be in the postseason for two years, which is, you know, it's a bummer, but we've got to serve our time like everybody else. So that's a that's a challenge, which is, I think, why this year is so important for us. This is the last time some of my kids are, we, will be able to compete, you know, for a national championship. So that's, I think, given us an extra little push. But we look forward to the challenge of just the PacWest Conference in Division II. It's, it's a really exciting time for us here at Concordia. Coach, really appreciate all the uh, time and, and congratulations on the great season so far, although a lot more to go. We'll look forward to uh, hopefully we can get you on maybe after the, uh, after the GSAC tournament and kind of wrap, up, wrap that up and look ahead to the 
opening round of the uh, postseason as well there. want to remind everybody, your first game tentatively scheduled for Thursday, April 30th at 4.15 p.m. Coach, again, thanks a lot. All the best the rest of the way. Thank you so much. This has been TCRS, the Coach Rogue Show. Um, we've got links. If you guys are listening to the show right now or you listen to it on the replay, we have links underneath the show on the show description to Coach Rosenthal's uh, Twitter account, also the uh, Eagles Twitter account and Facebook page as well. Um, don't forget to join me here next Monday on TCRS. We will be having our Seminole Softball Monday show next Monday, as usual, regularly scheduled time at 1 p.m. Eastern, um, 12 noon, 10 a.m. Pacific. And it is going to be a great show because not only are we going to recap the Seminoles regular season, we will also break down the upcoming ACC tournament which is going to be very competitive. It's going to be held out in Blacksburg this year. Um, So we'll look forward to that again. That'll be next Monday right here on TCRS. Until next time, later times, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.